Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, June 13th. We got an NBA champion, ladies and gentlemen, the Denver Nuggets. Yes, I own a throwback Denver Nuggets hat. I will say, I said it on social media last night. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the iconic 1980s logos. I know the Denver Nuggets were not a great basketball team. They were just good. They made the playoffs every year. A topic we'll get to, Miami Heat. Uh, the Denver Nuggets finally, I believe, 46 seasons in the NBA, and they are finally crowned champions thanks to the incredible, amazing Nikola Jokic. Holy cow. I'm going to take about an hour here to rattle off all of Jokic's incredible numbers. Obviously, the finals MVP. His numbers were staggering in this postseason, but I think I've got to lead with this. Um, obviously, we'll talk heat. We'll talk plenty of heat. Jimmy Butler. I know everybody wants to crap on Jimmy Butler. Producer Rob's like, oh, we got it. We got to. We got to take a crap on Jimmy Butler. I'm like, oh, ho, ho, hold up. That's my guy. But we got to start with Nikola Jokic, the best player in the NBA, bar none right now. He's top dog. Nikola Jokic became the first player in the history of the NBA to lead the entire playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. Let that sink in. A doughy six foot ten, six foot eleven Serbian led all of the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. That is greatness, my friends. 
That's never been done. Some guys obviously have led two out of three. I'm sure some have been close, but never has anyone done that. Jokic was phenomenal. Did a great job closing out Miami. Also, also, he is the first player drafted outside the top 15 to win finals MVP and regular season MVP. The accolades keep coming. And folks, he's only 28 years old. I will make a case here shortly how the Nuggets are built very closely to how the Golden State Warriors were built. And that's why I think, listen, this Denver team would not shock me if they're in the finals, you know, two of the next four years, three of the next five, some crazy number like that. They're built really well. I do also want to add Jokic's numbers, 30 points per game in the playoffs, 14 rebounds, seven assists. The guy's an animal. He was unstoppable. By the way, Game five, great game. Nuggets did not cover. If you live bet like I did, uh, you may have gotten a cover. You know, listen, this was touch and go there at the end, thanks to Jimmy Butler getting him back in it, and then he kind of coughed it up at the end. But one more Jokic thing, okay? This is a list of players with two MVP awards in the regular season and one finals MVP. It's a short list. You got the obvious ones. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Moses Malone, Michael Jordan, LeBron, Wilt. And then Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, two MVPs and a finals MVP, Giannis, and Jokic. It's numbers like this and context like this that, and I know we love to do top 10 players all time. Obviously, Jokic not there yet. Curry is in the top 10. That should be obvious to anyone. But he's stacking stuff quickly. And I think you make a case. Jokic is already a top 25 player in NBA history. There just are not a lot of players with two regular season MVPs and a title and a finals MVP. It just hasn't been done. Like, I know the world loves Charles Barkley. No titles, no finals MVPs. One NBA regular season MVP. Like, I know, oh, Jason, he was in a great era. What, Jokic is not in the LeBron Curry era? Durant? Like, stop, okay? Jokic is phenomenal. His performance was unsurpassed. I do quickly, I don't want to get into ref show. I don't want to be ref show guy. I'll do that on social media. There were some, uh, just, it felt like the league really needed a game six. Let's get one more game to go back to Miami. The obvious one was the Jimmy Butler three where he kicks his leg out, kicks Gordon in the nuts, and then Gordon's whistle for a foul, or maybe it was Jokic, whatever it was. But he clearly struck the leg out, got the call, and I I didn't like some of the refereeing late. They did let him play, and Miami was exactly as advertised. We're going to fight like hell. We're going to be scrappy underdogs. We're not going to give an inch. We're going to fight back as often as we can. It was relentless from Miami throughout. They got more offensive rebounds, tenacious uh, defensively. The half-court defense, the transition defense, everything was awesome from Miami. A quick word on Jimmy Butler, who, and let me call up the box score here. Jimmy Butler, by the book, did not have an amazing game. And if you just look at the numbers and you say, oh, you missed the game, maybe you watch the ending. Jimmy Butler, 5 of 18. Oh, he's trash. Jason, you said he was better than Kawhi. He's garbage. He didn't win. They lost 4-1. They lost to one. Okay? The only reason this was close, the only reason Miami was able to cover the 9, 9.5 point spread was because Jimmy Butler scored 13 straight points in the fourth quarter. I saw one of these guys, one of these like coaches who actually has a decent social media account where he puts out like plays and like highlights what they're doing. It's it's informative stuff, but then he gets into the hot takes like Jimmy Butler's not even looking for the ball. He doesn't want to shoot it. And all these guys are bashing Butler. Listen, he struggled in the first half. He was two for ten. Uh two for ten in the first half. Not his finest hour. Eight points. And guess what? 
Miami was right in the game, mostly because Denver had the worst shooting half from three in the history of the NBA Finals. I know people will say, what about the Rockets when they missed 27 straight? They ended up making a few, so it was not the worst shooting half. The Rockets against the Warriors, my favorite game seven ever. Um, Well, in the Warriors era, I should say. Denver was one for 15 from three in the first half, and that's why they trailed, even though Jimmy Butler wasn't dominant. But you could say Butler was pacing himself. They didn't need him at that point. Struess, Struess and Vincent again, one of 10 combined from three. But Bam Adebayo had 20. You know, Kyle Lowry is playing his butt off, the cheap shot artist. Uh, he had 12. Um, Martin had 10. Uh, you know, they were getting contributions. And then in the fourth quarter, Denver storms ahead by six. Jamal Murray, it's a shot. Uh, the place is rocking. And out of the blue, Jimmy Butler takes over the game. Three, two, three. And next thing you know, he's got 13 points in a row, and Miami's like about to steal the game. And then there's like 90 seconds left. Butler drives baseline because you know KCP's going for him, and you can't just attack KCP. This is a man who wore a court-mandated ankle bracelet around his ankle when he was with the Lakers, okay? It's KCP. He's tough. He's a dog. Uh, Eric Gordon ain't backing down. And Butler has to eventually pass. He finds in the corner Max Struess. Good look for three. You guys saw my Instagram. Uh, you know I'm hitting corner threes in the men's league. Uh, Max Struess, open look. Not today. Tomorrow, or next season, I should say, Jimmy Butler's probably making that pass to Dame Lillard. Am I right? Miami Heat fans, get Dame Lillard in there. Uh, Vincent and Struess kind of struggled. Um, they were combined one of ten from three. Struess was okay attacking the basket. He had eight boards. Um and then the next possession, I think they were down three. Butler gets in the lane. Looked like he traveled and dragged the pivot foot. The whole Denver Nuggets bench is doing the travel sign, which reminded me of, you guys remember when Chris Webber famously um, dragged his pivot foot in the backcourt? And the entire North Carolina bench was signaling travel, and then Webber goes down the court and calls a timeout they don't have. Go look that up on YouTube to the young kids. At any rate, um, Butler drags his pivot foot. They don't call the travel. Then he throws it. KCP, my guy KCP, with the steal. Uh, and ice is the game, and Denver wins. Um, what what else do I have here? Um, how about this? Christian Braun, Christian Brown. I'm sorry, wins a natty with Kansas last April. Late first round pick, wins a title with the Denver Nuggets. Not a bad year for Christian Brown. And I put this on social media last night. If you're not if you're not on there, it's probably for the better. You know, it's a, it's a waste of waste of energy and time, and um, you get in arguments with all these. Losers. Um, I saw what Brown was giving them. And, and let me just, let me give you this. Brown, um, yeah, 24 minutes in a closeout game in the NBA Finals for a rookie is a lot of minutes. Seven points, three of six on the line, not great, but did have three boards and assists, a block. He's everywhere. He gives you valuable minutes. You look to the NBA draft, which is next Thursday, and we're going to start getting guests in here to talk to draft. I'm just telling you, there are guys like Brown, a little older, 21, 22, who can contribute on playoff contenders. And uh, I, I'm very excited. Free agency is going to be wild. Um, I think the draft could be interesting. NBA is going to be have a good offseason. But before we get there, Rob G got me started on a track where we're thinking about what we're going to talk about on the pod and how we're going to break down. And I have this great idea where I have looked at the Nuggets, how this team was built. And then I went and looked at the Warriors dynasty and how it was built. And there's a lot of similarities. Um, but then Rob G goes off. Uh, oh, yeah, heat culture. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, whoa, ho, 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 ho. Wait, we're now bashing them for making the finals? 
And they made the finals twice in four years. And I know they didn't win. They were significant underdogs to the Lakers. Significant underdogs to the Nuggets. They lost both series. So what? And all of a sudden, it just... And I know Rob's not the only guy to feel like this. Because trust me, I've seen the meatballs serving stuff to me on social media. Oh, where's Jimmy Butler? Heat, overrated. This team's garbage. And I just need a timeout because we need context for this, guys. Somehow, somewhere, we got into this idea that if you don't win a championship, you're nothing. You might as well have missed the playoffs because it doesn't matter. Making the first round, wonderful. Who gives a damn? You don't win the championship, it doesn't matter. Basically, what we're now saying is every team that doesn't win a title had a failure of a season. And I think if you want to make it black and white, sure, you can do that. But we know we live in a world where there's shades of gray. And a team like Philadelphia, which had title aspirations, they would kill to be in the NBA Finals. Kill. Okay? To get in the NBA Finals. The last time they were here, Allen Iverson was stepping over Ty Lue. Okay? That's how long it's been. Getting to the NBA Finals needs to be lauded. That is an awesome feat. There are 30 teams in the league. It is extremely difficult to get to the NBA Finals. And the Heat have done it twice in four years, largely overachieving. And that needs to be commended. I don't care that they lost. Heat culture took down the number one seed of Bucks. You want to talk about a failure, call them a failure. Giannis, of course, does not like that. You want to talk about the Celtics letting down. I mean, they were heavy favorites. They were down 3-0, fought back, and then lost game seven at home. Like, you want to talk failure, that could be a failure. Miami Heat getting to the finals and losing is not a failure at all. And I just, I don't like this narrative. I went and looked, just for Rob, at all the titles since 2000. And essentially, for the last decade, and this is no surprise to anyone who follows the NBA, it's been Steph Curry or LeBron James. With a Giannis mixed in, now a Jokic mixed in, the fluky Kawhi Leonard one, and then essentially for a decade, LeBron or Curry was in the finals. And it's like, I don't know why we got this way, because I, if memory serves, and I was not on planet Earth at this point, um, Jerry West was named the logo of the league, and I think he went 1-9 in the finals. Somebody could check me on that. How do you get to be the logo of the league if all you do is lose in the finals and win one title? He was the logo. Like that, uh, Being a great player, getting to the finals, that matters. And I know, Ra, I know I, I don't want to get too, um, too uh, eight mile on you and start saying everything Rob's going to say. But yeah, if you're the Lakers, you don't hang a Western Conference Finals banger, banner. You just don't. I think if you're the Miami Heat, you do. I think that says, hey, look what we got without the superstars. I mean, I think Butler's a superstar. I don't, I don't think anybody thinks Bam is. And then we got a bunch of undrafted guys, and we got to the finals. Like, that needs to be applauded. Um, you, know, you guys think Damian Lillard, would, what do you think he would do to get to an NBA Finals? What do you think James Harden would do to get back to an NBA Finals? He was there in, OK, uh, in OKC. Hasn't been back since. Uh, Dan Marino. Gets to the Super Bowl in year two. Never gets back. He's still like an all-time great quarterback. Like, you could do this across all sports. This idea that it's title or bust, I think is a little silly. Obviously, in my men's league, which I know you guys love to hear about, heard fans especially, um, we won the title the first year, got to the final second year, lost in the top league, and we were ticked off and, and upset. And it felt like a letdown, but we got to the finals. Imagine if I said we didn't make the playoffs. I would feel like a loser. Imagine I said we got upset in the first round. I'd be like, what? oh, this is embarrassing. What am I doing? Maybe I shouldn't even play. So I, it just frustrated me, Rob. And now I've stolen a lot of your thunder. But uh, you did push my button, so congratulations. Um, 
and the Nuggets won, and the Heat lost, and now you can go poop all over Heat culture. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. How am I pooping over heat culture? Look, <laughs> the, the whole thing is, is not to, to denigrate the heat. And what their accomplishments were. But the key word that you mentioned was expectations, right? And the only reason why heat culture became this phenomenon that everybody was rallying behind was because nobody expected anything from them, right? It's very similar, not exactly, it's, but it's very similar to the Moneyball Oakland A's. The reason why Moneyball is a thing and everyone gets so excited about it and they made a whole movie about it was because this plucky little team with no budget was still able to be competitive, right? And the way the movie ends, if I recall, it's them winning a 20th consecutive game during the regular season. 
Because if you tell the rest of the story, I think they got bounced out in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, they, I but, think. Uh, yeah, they think they lost. I forget who it was to, but you're right. They lost in the playoffs. They never got to a World Series. Never, never. And that's yeah. the exact same thing that's going on with Heat culture. Look, if you want to say that just making the postseason is okay, then you're probably like a Washington Wizards fan. If you want to say that making the second round is okay, then maybe you're like a, a Philadelphia 76ers fan or a Knicks fan. But because I'm a Lakers fan, and I'm sure if you ask a Celtics fan, if you ask a Warriors fan now, anything less than a championship is not something where I'm going to be hanging up a banner or telling everyone, oh yeah, wow. Lake Show, Lakers culture, Boston pride. No, that doesn't work like that. And the thing about heat culture is the only time it's ever actually worked, and in which case worked being win a championship, is when they had Shaq, Wade, LeBron, Chris Bosh, which means the only time it's ever worked for them in the real grand scheme of things is when they go about it the same way everybody else does, which means we have a superstar, we're betting that our superstar is better than your superstar, and if he's not, that our role players are good enough to win us a game or two when it matters most. The, the Miami Heat have been counting on undrafted guys to pick up the slack because Jimmy Butler, as great or as you might think Jimmy Butler is, if you really take a look at his playoff stats, playoff Jimmy is the exact same guy as playoff P. Paul George. And for whatever reason, Jimmy Butler oh, is a cult stop. hero, and 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 Paul George, playoff P, is a punchline to a lot of people. And the whole world, the whole reason that that's happened, to bring it back full circle, is expectations. People oh, expected stop. something from that Clipper team. And that's why way off P, pandemic P, became a thing. People don't expect anything from the Miami Heat. So if they make a little run here and there and ultimately get bounced out in five, which is exactly what happened, it's considered a good season. I disagree. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with a lot of that. First of all, I, I do want to point out, um, against the number one seed, Jimmy Butler was the eighth seed. Against the number one seed of Bucks, Jimmy Butler averaged 37 points per game on 59% shooting, 44% from three. He had games of 56 and 42 in the final to knock out uh, the Bucks, the number one seed. Paul George is... Usually, since he left Indiana, he's usually been the higher seed. All he's done is let down in the playoffs. Remember, in OKC with Russell Westbrook, I think Dame Lillard knocked him out. Then, oh, by the way, they led the Nuggets 3-1. And Paul and Kawhi gagged, just choked City. I looked it up today. Kawhi Leonard was 6 of 22. <laughs> I don't know why Paul George is always getting the, getting the heat. Where was Kawhi in Game 7 in the bubble against the Nuggets? But you did mention the Celtics as one of those teams that all they do is hang banners. Rob. Titles this century. Milwaukee Bucks, one. Toronto Raptors, one. Denver Nuggets, one. Boston Celtics, one. That, I mean, this narrative about the Celtics, I know they won a billion, but before the, the super team won, and I, I've argued with people this for years, I'm done doing it. I, I can still make all the points, but they ushered in the super team era with KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. And they did it because they saw LeBron dominating. And they said, we can't take this guy by ourselves. LeBron went through Detroit, which was a championship team. Gets to the finals as a young kid. And instantly, Boston's like, we need to ante up. They load up. They get a title over the Lakers. Um, 
And yeah, they've been to the finals more, obviously, uh, than just that one. But all they have is one title this century. So, I mean, I get it as a Lakers fan, totally understand. But uh, the reality is, Heat culture, I don't think it was a thing with LeBron and Wade. I, I don't know how it could be. They had LeBron, Bosh, and Wade, three of the top like 15 players in the league. But but the, the Heat culture is not just undrafted players. Heat culture is this military-style like we we are tough, grinded out team. We do body fat percentage checks. That all yeah. existed ever since Pat Riley got there. So heat culture has been around for what twenty plus years. Fair, but I, I think we could say this this year's culture is different from the LeBron Wade culture. Correct? Yeah, and only one of them like won I, a championship. If memory serves, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron. Rob is in Vegas, if you guys are wondering, uh, which is why his audio sounds like garbage. Also, for those of you wondering, thinking I'm wearing a heat shirt, this is not a heat shirt. This is an unbreakable shirt for uh, the team that I own in uh, in the NBL, the New Zealand Breakers. We lost in the championship. It was a huge success. Great for the franchise. Great for the bottom line. We don't need to talk about that. Um, the heat in the heat culture. What I, I mean, Wade back in 2006 when they took down the Mavs, there was some heat culture there, but this really feels like it. Bubble, go to the finals. Last year, Easter Conference Finals. This year, Finals. Yeah, a title has eluded Butler. And the Heat culture has a ceiling, as do some of these underdog cultures. Moneyball's a great example. You can still change the sport and totally change narratives without winning a title. Moneyball did that. I don't know that the Heat are, but I'm very curious going forward if teams will start to mimic some of the Heat culture and now with some of the new salary cap restrictions, pull back on overpaying. Because Miami has identified a ton of undrafted talent and risen to the top. They're one of the best teams in the league over the last four years. Obviously, not everybody has a title, and they don't have one. But if you look ranking the top five teams, you know, it's basically whoever LeBron is playing for. I guess that would be the Lakers. It would be the Golden State Warriors who won the title. It would be the Bucks who won a title. It would be the Nuggets who won a title. And after that, like, like Celtics are up there. Um, I, Heat have to be up there. They have more finals trips than Tatum, does he not? I think they do. Yeah, they do. So, I don't know. I know I know you're not totally crapping on him, and maybe I oversold it a little bit. But just the idea of getting to the finals, who cares? I just think that's total garbage. I mean, do you know how many players would beg to get to the NBA finals? Like, that's why ring chasing became a thing. You know, Charles Barkley's demanding out of Philadelphia back in the day, get me to Phoenix. I need to play for a contender so I can get to the finals. You know, there's so many of these guys doing this, trying to get rings because like playing your whole career and never getting one, that kind of stinks. And Jimmy Butler's been really close twice. And if he were smart, he would go to Pat Riley and say, bro, I carried us to the finals twice. I got a ceiling when I'm kicking a Max Struess in the corner with the game on the line to send it to a game six. I like Duncan Robinson. Great story. By the way, where the hell was Tyler Hero? He didn't even play. Like, Tyler Hero, maybe my theory's right. They didn't want him to be damaged goods uh, if he got hurt again. But uh, Kayla Martin, nice story. But, Rob, you know this. Like, you need role players, but if you don't have, like, role players who are established guys, like seven undrafted dudes contributing? I mean, they're, you're looking at the bench, and it's like Cody Ziller. Uh, Cody Zeller. Nuggets went by five. Cody Zeller played one minute in the game. Now, he was a drafted guy. But this is how thin they are. He played one minute. He was minus five, Rob, in one minute. And they lost by five. Obviously, I'm not saying Cody Zeller's the reason they lost. But in one minute of action, you can't put him on the floor. And like um, Duncan Robinson did not have a good game. Highsmith was a non-factor. 
I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I hate bagging on Jimmy Butler. Yes, he had a turnover late. But they're not even in position to, to make this a game six without Jimmy Butler's 13 straight points. I don't know. It, it feels like you're just like proving my point right now because you say that you don't like this thing where it's just rings or nothing matters, yet you went on two minutes explaining why they need more stuff around Jimmy Butler if they're going to win a championship. Well, to take if, to, if it's just the ex- title. Like, if, it, if, if, if the, the bar for heat culture and the Sixers and the Knicks and whoever other team that you want to bring in is, hey, we, we're a contending team and we made the finals, then they don't have to do anything because they're already a contending team. Well, but the difference is, is you know, you mentioned the Lakers. You mentioned Boston, right? Why on earth would we discuss trading an all-NBA player in Jalen Brown after they just made game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals if rings weren't the most important thing? Why did Bill Simmons become a meme well, it, when he was sat little, in the arena unless the goal was to win a championship? You can't have it both ways. You can't have it, I didn't hey, how do we win a ring? Well, when, no, no, hold on. Oh, look how great this run was. We, we're, we're plucky. No, that's a great question. So if you remember back in Moneyball, what they would do is find mispriced assets in the market, find an edge on them, pump them up, get as far as you can, and then sell them off right to the highest bidder. The Miami Heat have done that. They've identified guys who are mispriced in the market. Nobody wants Struess and Vincent and Caleb Mar. Oh, wait a minute. They're kicking ass out here. We got to get those guys. So now the Heat can turn those, those gems that they uncovered into another star. So that's what the culture is. Like, we are going to do our best in our evaluation stage. We're going to turn these guys into something. We're going to win a lot. We're going to obviously try to get a title. The end game is to win a championship, and we're close. We're pretty damn close, are they not? I mean, they knocked off the Bucks, the Celtics. They were the eighth seed. They got to the finals. They ran into a juggernaut. And by the way, also knocking down the Heat and being like, oh, they're not that, you know, Heat culture is a failure. Like, the Nuggets were 16 and four in the postseason. Um, you look at some of these recent champions, like the Bucks didn't go, I think they were 16 and five. Like, Denver swept LeBron and AD, dispatched KD and Booker, and just buried the Miami Heat. In, in some good games, but they buried them. So in their final 11 playoff games, Denver went 10-1. and one. Did I get that? No, in their final 10, they went 9-1. and one. They swept the Lakers 4-1, and then, of course, the game six win. No, no, it, I was right. It, it, it's 11-1. and one. The final two, they won over Phoenix after series being 2-2. This team is incredible. And he, everybody has their limits, Rob. I mean, look at the Lakers. They won the title in 2020 in the bubble, and we're like, all right, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, wait. We got to jettison KCP. Uh, get out of here, Kuzma. They tore the whole damn thing down, and they didn't get back until they had to build it back up again. Like, I don't know. Obviously, I think both of us are right. There are shades of gray that, for whatever reason, you're not willing to accept <laughs> that you can get a long way with culture. That should be applauded. And it's not a failure because they didn't win the title. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If the goal is to be competitive and to be a contender, then that's fine. But you don't no, no. need to create to win a title. No, but I'm saying if for some of these teams, because realistically, some of these teams, their 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 goal is not to win a championship. Like we know that by watching them. You know, Sacramento okay, was just so happy to make the playoffs. Right. Like I understand right. that. Charlotte. Sure. Yeah. But the the issue is is that you don't need to give off this this fake bravado, fake culture, fake like mantra that yeah, we know so no, that we know something that the rest of the world doesn't. When the rest of the world knows superstars win championships, not undrafted players. That's the reality. Okay. If you want to win a championship, uh, you don't think superstars. they know something? You what? don't think they know something that the rest of the league doesn't? What do they know? We've they know that we can be scrappy and, and not win a championship? There's a lot of teams that can be scrappy and not win a championship. Can you, can you identify, I think the number is seven, seven undrafted players and get to the finals? No, I don't. They, nobody's ever done one. anything like right. that. I think I saw the number against the Celtics: forty-two or fifty. No, it's like fifty-two percent of their points came from undrafted players in the series. 
I think it was 52, maybe 42, whatever the number was. It was massive. It was by far the biggest in the history of the league. So they clearly know something that nobody else does. The Lakers have no culture. It's basically, let's just spend money and bring in stars. That's not a culture. The Heat have something. The Knicks have been a, my, my, my Knicks. Do you know what they would do right now? They would give to get to the finals? I mean, the last time they made the finals, I think, was 2000 or 99 again when they got crushed by the Spurs. I don't even think they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals in, in 20-plus years. The Heat have been there three times in four years. The Knicks also, no culture. You're trying to establish one. That's the hardest thing, really. Maybe not winning a title, but establishing a culture to get you to the finals. Who else, Rob, around the league has a culture? I would say the Spurs, right? Not anymore. Would you agree, Spurs? No, their, their culture is, hey, we had Tim Duncan and then we had Kawhi Leonard. That was their culture. Well, are you just omitting Parker and Ginobili in there? No, I'm saying that, sure, I, I guess, but it helps when you have a top five player in NBA history. Like, it, it's... Certainly. It's like, LeBron is LeBron a culture? No, he's just one really good player, so wherever he goes, they win. Tim Duncan is a really good player. LeBron is the culture. Yes, so Tim Duncan, I guess, would, would be the culture. I guess I guess the overriding point is, well, you know, when, when Golden State won a championship, the, the whole thing before that was you can't win a championship like this shooting all these threes. That's the, the game's won in the paint. That's the way it is. You can't win all these threes. And then they did it. And then it became a copycat league. Do you think teams are going to now copy the, the Miami Heat style of let's pluck all these four-year you know college players, undrafted guys, and that's how we're going to build out on the margins? No. Everyone's still going to well, look for the same superstar because that's ultimately what wins championships. Right, but there's only like 10 superstars in the league, right? So you, not everybody can have one. But if you are Orlando, you know, stop thinking. Like, I love Jalen Suggs coming out of Gonzaga. The guy's averaging like nine points a game. I, he, I, don't, I, I don't know. He's still young. I get it. But like, imagine if you can supplement your team with undrafted dogs, guys who are just pit bulls, who have something to prove, have a chip on their shoulder. You know these type of guys, Rob. Um, Austin Reeves. It's tough to instill a culture. Austin Reeves is a uh, that's a that perfect guy. Lakers have one. Lakers have one. Mm-hmm. And the Heat, he'd have seven. They don't have seven Austin Reeves, but seven in that mold. Um, the other thing, it's tough to have a culture, Rob, if you don't have continuity at owner, GM, coach. Like Pat Riley's been there forever. Spolster was a video guy. He's been in the org forever. You, it's a lot easier to know what you want. The Lakers rotating cast of coaches. Uh, GM's been there for a minute. But a lot of these other teams, you can't build a culture unless you have continuity. And one could argue, Phoenix Suns, new owner. Um, he's probably the shadow GM. New coach, like Kevin Durant joins halfway through. We should have been able to identify that there's no culture in Phoenix. There isn't. You can't have one with that much newness. So where are the culture teams next year? And one of the arguments would be, well, Boston is developing a culture. Brad Stevens has been there a while. Um, the coaching stuff, that that obviously hurt. Uh, they're obviously keeping Missoula to hope to instill a culture. And you got like five core guys who have been there a long time. There is some kind of culture there. Now it was lost a little bit because it was a defensive culture with Udoka, and now it's not. So they've got to kind of build that up. But there's just not a lot of teams with culture, not a lot of superstar teams. A lot of people are just adrift. You don't have a baseline of what you should be. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think a lot of teams don't. Well, I think culture is the wrong. I think identity is the is the word that I think is be, is a better example. Okay, like hey, our identity is we're going to be a defensive team, or we're going to be a team that plays up and down, shoots a lot of threes, or 
you know, I don't even know what Denver's identity is outside of we have Nikola Jokic and you don't. Like, you know, they're smart. Well, I, I okay. guess they're a the, smart team. Yeah. Let me let me jump in with the Nuggets because it's the last point here. Nuggets Warriors. I compared how they were built. Uh, and to instill a culture, you draft well. You got to hit on your draft picks. Develop that, those guys. And then you supplement them with talent. So Warriors drafted Curry, then David Lee, then Clay in consecutive years. They traded for Andrew Bogut, who was a former number one pick, similar to how they uh, traded for Andrew Wiggins later, right? You need that like top top pick guy who maybe didn't pan out somewhere, and then you bring him in. Then they uh, drafted Harrison Barnes, drafted Draymond Green. These are all like smash hits. Like none of those guys whiffed. Lee was good, and then they they moved him. They traded for Igudala, who was I think a top ten pick. He went to Phoenix out of Arizona. Uh, they signed role players. Maurice Spates, Sean Livingston, who was once like a Ballyhooed high school player, had a gr- gruesome knee injury. Um, so you see how they draft and then add smaller pieces. Look at the Nuggets. Draft Jokic in 14. That's a massive steal, 41st overall. Draft uh, Jamal Murray in 16. Draft MPJ in 18. Trade in 20, 2021 for Aaron Gordon, former top five pick. Trade for KCP, winner, defensive mentality, was around LeBron, knows what it takes to win in 2022, and then supplemented with Jeff Green, veteran signing. Congrats to Jeff Green on his first championship. Um, and then Bruce Brown, good guy in Brooklyn, tough, gritty role player. Like, again, no superstars brought in. So there are more than one way to skin a cat. Lakers obviously do it one way, but the Miami Heat have done it largely through the draft and undrafted guys, and then, of course, Butler. Um, and I think the Nuggets have done a great job. Rob, there is a blueprint out there. Um, now it's tough for the Lakers because they don't want to go through this rebuilding of drafting for six years, but oh, wait a minute. They did after Kobe. By the way, some of my buddies who are Lakers fans, let me know, Jay, you got to lay off Kobe. Come on, brother. You're crushing the guy. RIP Kobe. I get it. Reality is Kobe demanded a lot of money. They had a lot of high, had a lot of high picks and like none of them panned out. Lonzo Ball, second overall. I mean, they could have had Tatum. Um, Julius Randle. Good player, didn't totally pan out. Didn't they have another high pick, Rob? Uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. They had a couple of guys. Brandon Ingram did not pan out. Uh, he's a good player, but none of it worked because they wanted to go the superstar route. They don't have the patience, which I get. You're the Lakers. Anyways, we've rambled. Rob, NBA season over. Um, a year away from next year's finals, injuries happen. Free agency. If you had to pick three teams who you would look at to bet pre-draft, pre-free agency, to be in the finals next year, not win it, be in the finals. Give me three teams. Uh, Denver, Milwaukee, Phoenix. Phoenix? Yeah. You think they're going to get a guy? I think that they'll get, they'll get the requisite depth. I think they ran into the same issue that the Lakers did with LeBron, AD, and Westbrook, where they try to be so top-heavy. They're going to realize... Booker and KD is enough. We got to get good role players around them. So I think they're going to be really good next season. So according to the odds, obviously Denver the favorite. Boston second. Milwaukee uh, 15 to 2. Lakers 10 to 1. Sixers are a team that's interesting if they can get Dame or keep James Harden and do some other stuff. Um, if you're looking for long shots for me, Dallas Mavericks, just because I don't, they have a chip in Kyrie. I don't know. Obviously, but at 20 to 1, I would love it if they got rid of Kyrie and did something creative. Um, can they get Damian Lillard? I don't know. 
I love Damian Lillard next to Luca. Oh my gosh! But I, you got to reroute Kyrie somewhere because he's not going to Portland. And then Sacramento, thirty to one, built through the draft, big trade for Sabonis. I think they're a piece or two away from from being a really. De- I'll say one piece away because I think Barnes is going to move on more for Keegan Murray. And now I'm going ram- way ramble. All right, that's a long podcast. Congrats to the Nuggets, NBA draft coming up, and then a lot of NFL. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell. To saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 fill-ups over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.